Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Wild-Smith. Over the next few weeks, I will be sharing with you some of my podcasts that have made the list of being the best of conquering the seeds of destruction. Now, whether this is your first time hearing the podcast or you remember it from before, I pray that it will provide help and encouragement to you in your life. Now, yesterday, I provided you some insight on how you process information when you are led by your feelings and emotions. I talked about how your emotions can get the best of you, depending on the situation and possibly who is also involved in the conversation at hand. Now today, I am going to share with you on what God says to you regarding your feelings. So let's go ahead and start with the scripture. Now Acts chapter 17 verses 26 through 28 says, From one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand which should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose in all of this was that the nations should seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him, though his is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and exist. As one of your own poets says, we are his offspring. And again, that comes from Acts chapter 17, verses 26 through 28. Now, as you can see from these scriptures, God wants you to seek after him and find him so that you can connect with him in the way he would want you to. By building your relationship with him, especially a personal relationship with him, it helps you to know how to live your life on this earth. Now, God will do what is best for you but it is sometimes not when you think it will be. Now, many times when God gives you an answer, it can range in different responses. For instance, he may tell you yes, he may tell you no, and he may even tell you not now. I think it's the not now that's always kind of difficult for us to handle because you just don't know the timing of God. And it can be challenging to wait on God, especially if you don't even have the patience to wait in the process. One challenge that you can have when you are listening to God in processing your feelings is trying to justify why God should answer your prayers because of the things maybe that you feel you've done for him. Now, when God has done something life changing in your life, and then you try to rush him into fixing the next problem, you may find yourself waiting for a little while. There are times when you think you can tell God when and how to move, but that is just not the case with God. God moves on his own timing, and he knows when that time is. Now, it may be hard to wait Because some things that you may be going through may be difficult for you to handle. Because of that, you may want and need immediate relief. 
Instead of constantly asking God to give you something, you should praise God for who he is, what he has already done in your life, and how he is able. He's able to fix the problem if he chooses to do so. Please realize that God doesn't have to do anything, but he does things for you because he loves you and cares for you. And it is always going to be done according to his will. Now, you may not know what God's will is, but it will always be done for your good and his glory. The key thing to understand is that he wants you to align your feelings to who he is and his character and not for you to have things a certain way and then try to align God under your belief system. Psalm 37 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, sometimes people concentrate only on the second part of the scripture and only say that he will give you the desires of your heart. The first part of the scripture says to delight yourself in the Lord. As you are delighting yourself in the Lord and having great pleasure in him, or maybe you're enjoying him or having, you know, that extreme satisfaction with him or joy in him. Then he will give you the desires of your heart. Your feelings should be focused on him first and not on what you may need or want him to do. As you are delighting in him, you will also see that your feelings actually start to shift now. Because of how you feel for him, you become more conscious of having the same feelings of who he is and pleasing him that you actually start now to lose the focus on the things that you may have wanted from him. Now, let me add, when you read scripture, make sure that you are reading the whole scripture so that you can have the right content of what it says and not just pieces of it. Also, when you read the scripture, try not to pick and choose which scriptures you want to embrace so to fit your own life or maybe even your own narrative. Now, if you are a Bible-believing Christian, you should actually believe the whole Bible and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you in your understanding. Always seek to know God, who He is, and follow His will, and try not to get caught up in the will of what man says or wants you to do. God's decisions that he makes for your life will always be the best decisions for you if you are willing to follow him. Let's now look at a scripture in the Bible with Moses and the children of Israel. So I'm going to share with you uh, Exodus chapter 3 verses 6 through 12. And it says, then he said, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he hid his face in his hands because he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord told him, you can be sure I have seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cries for deliverance from their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. 
So I have come to rescue them from the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt into their own good and spacious land. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. The land where the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites live. The cries of the people of Israel have reached me, and I have seen how the Egyptians have oppressed them with heavy tasks. Now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You will lead my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Moses asked God. How can you expect me to lead the Israelites out of Egypt? Then God told him, I will be with you. And this will serve as proof that I have sent you. When you have brought the Israelites out of Egypt, you will return here to worship God at this very mountain. Now, as you had seen in the last chapter, in chapter two, with the seed of disapproval, God created Abraham to be the father of many nations. And as you remember, after many tests, Abraham and his descendants, Isaac and Jacob, who were also chosen by God, followed him and were obedient to the covenant that they had with God. Now, as the generations followed, Abraham's descendants eventually were called the children of Israel through the covenant that was made through Abraham's grandson, Jacob. Now, the children of Israel grew in size by over a million people in Egypt. Now, the Egyptians felt threatened by their size and thought that the children of Israel would turn against them. So the Egyptians enslaved the children of Israel and put them into bondage. Now, you can actually also read more about this in Genesis chapter 21 through Exodus chapter 1 and it's verses 1 through 22 in Exodus. Now, God sent Moses to lead his people out of the bondage of slavery in Egypt and to keep his covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, although Moses was hesitant in the beginning, he eventually agreed with God to lead the people out of Egypt along with his brother Aaron, who helped him. Now, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, which caused him to prevent the children of Israel from leaving. However, God demonstrated his amazing power to the Israelites by showing miraculous signs. And we saw in scripture that God changed the staff from a snake. And we saw the various plagues that was being placed on Egyptians. And even like the death of the firstborn son. And we definitely remember the parting of the Red Sea. So those were, of course, some of the miraculous signs that the children of Israel had seen. Now, it was at that point that the children of Israel realized how powerful God was and that God had heard their cries. Now, as you look at how the world and our society is today, there is still enslavement taking place across the world in so many different ways. You see senseless wars taking place with a group taking control over a city. You see children being enslaved in sex rings. You see how people in power allow their greed and control enslave the people that report to them. Whatever the situation is, though, God is still in control. And he actually knows what is taking place. 
it's actually in this waiting phase also that your emotions can get the best of you. There are some things that just rub you the wrong way and it causes you to feel upset and can make you even react hastily. Now, if you're not careful, your emotions can get out of hand, causing an outcome that may get out of control. As mentioned previously, it can be hard to know when the timing of God is. If God has brought you through other difficult things in your life, you must believe that he will bring you through the things that you may be going through now. Don't think that God has forgotten about you. Yes, it may be hard and it is hard to process the feelings that you may be internalizing. Your feelings may even be confusing and you don't really know how to process them. Seek God in prayer so that you won't be led the wrong way. Now, if you don't, the enemy will want you to believe that you are in this situation by yourself. And as a result, he will start to plant that next seed into you, which is going to be the seed of anger. And tomorrow, I will actually be covering this new seed that the enemy tries to put destruction into your life. So before I close, I do want to continue to remind you that if you are looking for a small group study, or maybe you want to do this as an individual study where you want to just spend time in letting go of the things of your past, or maybe you just need some encouragement or motivation to take you to another level of growth with God, please go to my website at conqueringtheseedsofdestruction.com where you can receive the book and the workbook at a 20% discounted price along with some free gifts. Also, if you are looking for a speaker, or maybe you just need help in starting your own small group study. Or even if you would like to share how this particular study has impacted you so far, please feel free to contact me at conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. I would really love to hear from you. Now tomorrow, please go ahead and come back and see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real-life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.